And uh, Jesus, when he left, he came. He did his thing. We know all about that. But then he started telling his disciples, I'm going to go away. But don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. You believe in me. You choose to love me. And you do, you do what I say. You follow my commandments. And I will send myself to you in the form of the Holy Spirit. What a blessing. He said, I'm not going to abandon you. You don't have to fear being abandoned ever again. Because the Holy Spirit will come and he will be poured out upon all flesh. And he will abide forever. He's always there, always available, everywhere present. And he told the people that if they believe in him, he tells us if we believe in him, we believe in him so much that we choose to love him regardless how much it costs, and we choose to do what he says, we obey his commandments, and we do that by faith, he will indwell us and make us righteous. That is so exciting. By faith, we love him and keep his commandments, and he sends us the Holy Spirit. He, he says, if you keep my commandments, my Father and I will come and make our abode with you. We'll dwell in, we will be at home in you. Oh, I just want all of us to have that, have that fact just penetrate our hearts that God himself is in us. How good is that? Anyway, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And now we've transitioned into talking about what that produces. The fruit of the Spirit. If by faith the Spirit comes and dwells in you, then by faith we need to walk in the Spirit. We need to walk in step with the Spirit. Because we can have the Holy Spirit, but if we walk in step with the devil or with bad influences or our own carnality, what glory is that to God? What good is that to the world? We need to walk in step with the Spirit. And as we do that, the fruit of our lives will show it. That is so exciting. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness or meekness and self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit. And that fruit, as we have the Spirit, the Spirit of love, and these other names that I, we gave it of the, the fruit, one fruit, 
the fruit of the Spirit. Different names, different aspects, different flavors, but love is the predominating flavor. And as we, as we walk in the Spirit, this fruit will ripen, will get nourishing. It will nourish us, and it will nourish others. The fruit of the Spirit is lived out in relationship to others. Love for God, love for people. And others benefit. Others are brought to God. Others are nourished. Others are, are given life because of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life. As you have chosen to love God and keep His commandments by faith receiving Him into your life, that fruit will develop. And it won't be like green apples giving people a bellyache. We have too many Christians giving people bellyaches these days. And it won't be the old, rotting, uh, been sitting around too long, detached from the vine, fruit that makes people sick. We have too many Christians with that kind of fruit, but we're talking fruit that's connected to the vine and ripe and nourishing and luscious. Today, I want to talk about the spirit fruit, goodness. Goodness. The fruit of the Spirit is goodness. Please turn in your Bibles to Matthew 12. Matthew 12, verse 33. Well, let me give you a little context here. Jesus had just gotten done doing a bunch of good things. And he was being criticized for doing good. Jesus went about doing good. And they found fault with when he did it. In this case, it was on the Sabbath day. He was doing good on the Sabbath day. And they found fault with the good that he did because it didn't quite fit their thing. He'd healed people. He'd made a blind and a mute man be able to see um, and speak. There's a man with a withered hand that he healed. And uh, they started, they didn't, we won't go into all the reasons why, but they didn't like him because he showed them up. They had an appearance of goodness, but they did not have true Goodness. Anyway, so in verse 32, he rebukes them about how, what, they are, what they are doing. And uh, he said, 
you have to watch what you say. What, what comes out of your mouth tells, tells people what's in your heart. And so now we have verse 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Now just keep your thumb right there and look up here. We want to talk about making the tree good and making the fruit good. So when I talk about Holy Spirit goodness, I want to talk about these two aspects. One is if you are a good person, if you are good at the core of who you are, that's being good. Being good. The other part of Holy Spirit goodness is doing good. So being good is love's character. Love is, is good. God is good. God is love. He's the standard. He is love. He is good. If you're the tree, you need to be made good with God's goodness. But then there's also doing good. Love in action. That's making the fruit good. Producing fruit. That's doing good. Love in action. Again, the fruit of the Spirit of God. God is love. It's a spirit of love. The Spirit is God. It's, it's, that's what we're talking about. The love of God that's, that's evident, that is lived in you and through you to others. So here we are, back to uh, Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. Or else see the tree is good, see it is bad. You, you, you can't have a, a bad tree with good fruit. You can't have a good tree with bad fruit. Verse 34, brood of vipers. And this is, this is key. Look at this question. How can you, being evil... Speak good things. How can you, being evil, speak good things? This is something that we need to, we need to start with. Well, how do you see yourself? And, and these people were meeting up with Jesus. And when you first met up with Jesus, how did you see yourself? Did you see yourself as good or bad? I think by this question... Jesus is saying, how do you see yourself? And he's saying, you are not of yourself. You are not good. You need more than yourself. How can you, being evil, speak good things or do good things? You've got to start with making the tree good. And he says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, and we could say, we can say words and works, you will be justified and by your words and works, you will be condemned. That's what we're going to go. Well, that's how we'll be judged. 
the heart, people say the heart's all that matters. That's true and it's false. <laughs> Jesus says clearly, if the heart really is good, the words and the works will be good. So the heart is what matters. We've got to start with the heart. Make the tree good, make the fruit good. Now turn back in Matthew to Matthew 7, and we have some similar scripture here. Matthew 7, we'll start reading in verse 13. <clears throat> Matthew 7, 13. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Verse 15, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, good, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear good fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. I don't know if I read that right. Verse 18, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Not Verse 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. The reason I'm reading this scripture is because Jesus indicates that there is confusion. Many people will think that they have been bearing good fruit. And he said not everybody that thinks they're bearing good fruit is bearing good fruit. And he says there's something, it's because the tree is bad. He says not everyone will enter the kingdom, that not everyone that says Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So how do you know if someone is bearing good fruit or just thinks they are bearing good fruit? Well, are they doing the will of God? That's the test. Are you doing the will of God? Now, I'm not talking about the will of God in should I be a plumber or a carpenter. I'm talking about the principles of of God throughout Scripture. Are we doing the will of God? That's the difference of bearing good fruit or not. Doing the Father's will. All right, being good and doing good. Let's talk a little bit more about being good. Romans 7. 18 says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. 
we need to come to the realization that in and of ourselves, nothing good dwells. Now, don't confuse this with the fact that you are created in God's image. And automatically, being created in God's image, there are some characteristics and mannerisms and, and just some good things about us. The natural man can do some good because we are created in God's image. However, we are clearly told, Jesus said, there is none good but one. God is the only one that's good. And I'm intrigued with, uh, in uh, certain language, the, the word G-O-D can mean good, and it can also mean God. Makes sense. We just added one zero, or one, one uh, not zero, one O. <laughs> we added one O to God to differentiate the two. But to, just to help us with that picture that God is the definition of good. And God created us, and everything was good, but we chose sin and lost that connection with good. We lost that connection with God. Now there's something, there is a, there's a, a barrier between humanity, fallen humanity, and God, and, and, and good. And so naturally, we tend to bad. We don't naturally tend to good. So there is none good but one. Let's get that established. So good is a positive virtue. Good is not just refraining from evil. Like you might say, oh, she's a really good girl. And uh, making the assumption that because she doesn't do a, a whole lot of evil, she must be good. No. Good is so much more than that. Good is not just don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. Good is not just refraining from evil. Good is, has to do with pure motives. So if you'd be 100% good, you'd have 100% pure motives. Oh, I just haven't found that in myself. <laughs> I can just, regardless what I do, I can say, eh, I can see traces of impure motives. Now, the longer I live, the more I'm purified and and the percentage of good motives increases, and the bad motives lessen, um, I'm going to keep doing good and, and being good so that, that can keep, God can keep working that in my life. But pure motives. Think holiness. Think godliness. Remember? Goodliness godliness, pure motives, holiness, godliness. Godliness in every area of thought and actions. You see, it's a heart thing. It's what comes from within, out of the abundance of the heart. That's where it's at. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. It's got to start with the heart. So, how do I get this good God in me? 
Well, we talked about that some. Jesus said, believe in me. He said, love me and keep my commandments. And by faith, God moves in. We've been through that. By faith, we need to initially see our sinfulness and turn to God in repentance and humility and say, God, I don't have it. I need you. And I choose you as Lord of my life. Come in and take over. And, we be, and a miracle happens. We become born again. We say we become a Christian, a little Christ. God moves in. Many people stop there. Many people stop there. They assume that uh, everything they do now is good because God moved in, I've been made a new person, and the new seed is there, and, and, and I'm good. But just because the Holy Spirit came in doesn't mean that they've learned how to be good. Doesn't mean they've learned how to do good. The seed needs to grow. The seed needs to mature. The seed needs to bear fruit. So there's a process. Yes, initially Jesus makes us righteous. He gives us a righteous robe, but we have to grow it. We have to learn how to walk in the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. So God makes the tree good, but what's in the treasure of the heart? Excuse me, Jesus asked the question, how can you, being evil, speak good things? We have to remember where we came from and that it's not of ourselves. It's God's work in us. Make the tree good. I think one of the biggest things that keep us, keeps us from making the tree good is trying to appear good. Let me put it up here just to rivet it in our minds. If you don't remember anything else from this morning, remember this. One, I believe that one of the biggest things that keep us, keep us from making the tree good is our efforts are working to appear good. It is so in us. We want to look good. Jesus had the biggest beef with the Pharisees. He said, you do your good works to be seen of men. It's just in us. We have to be good. We have to look good. We have to have everybody's approval. That is one of the biggest hindrances in actually becoming good. We need to stop working so hard to appear good and put effort into becoming good. How do we become good? How do we become? I have, let's cross that out. Let's stop working so hard to appear good and let's just, these are, you know these scriptures. If we confess our sins, in other words, if we are willing to talk about the fact that we aren't so good. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins 
and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he, if we're humbling ourselves, thank you for bringing that up this morning, if we're humbling ourselves and freely talking about the ways that we aren't so good, instead of talking about the ways other people aren't so good, talk about the ways I'm not so good, then he will cleanse me, he will forgive me, and he will cleanse me. And that cleansing will continue. As I continue to humble myself, he will continue to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And that means that he will make me all good. If he cleanses me from all unrighteousness, then I will have all righteousness. All right? This is two verses before that. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah for the blood, for the sin-cleansing fountain. He cleanses us from all sin with his blood. But I got to get away from trying to appear good. What is the reason we don't want to walk in the light? Why, what is the reason we do not like to be in the spotlight? What is the reason we don't want everybody to know the thoughts that are going through our heads? What is the reason we don't want everybody to know what we do, what we do when nobody's looking? It's because we are committed to appearing good. Let's trash that. Let's be committed to becoming good. And this is the way. Being in the light. Where people, it says people, one another. It's not just confession to God. It's not just walking in the light with God. That's important. That's where it starts. But it's where people can see me through and through. Now, I'm not saying that we have to tell everybody everything we know and tell everybody every thought we've had, but it's a letting go and just being okay with being known. Warts and all. Being known. This is me. This is where I'm not so good. There's so much freedom in that. There's so much becoming good in that because that's where Jesus cleanses us with his blood, living as an open book. One more scripture from Revelations. This, is, this, this scripture is written to the lukewarm church. And the verse just before that says, Be zealous, therefore, and repent. He's standing at the door and knocking. In other words, repenting is, you know the rest of the verse, is you opening the door. He's knocking. But repentance is you opening the door. That's so beautiful. It says he will come in and will suffer. He'll talk. And he'll, make, he'll be in. He'll be in, okay? That's making the heart good. He knocks at the door. And through repentance... That's opening the door, and he comes in. And if he's in there, then I'm good. I'm good at the core. 
that's how it's done, through repentance. Confessing our sins, he's knocking at, whenever he knocks, just open the door. Oh God, this is me, come on in. And then he's in. That's how we get him in. And then the heart is good. And out of the abundance of the heart. Let's go on. Make the tree good, make the fruit good. Doing good. So, we are what we do. And we do what we are. So they feed on each other. All right? It's not just one way. You, you, you will talk about what's out of, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But if you speak bad things, your heart will be perverted. Got that? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But that doesn't mean that we can speak bad things. And if we speak, so if you speak good things, it'll make you good. It'll train your heart. If you think good thoughts, it'll train your heart. So it works both ways. All right? It really works both ways. We are what we do. We do what's in our heart. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good fruit. Good fruit. All right, so make the fruit good. This takes practice. It doesn't come automatic. Remember, it's, we're, not, we don't, we're not naturally good. So it takes practice. It really does take practice. Never be critical when someone is trying to do good. Seriously. We are awkward at, at being good. Um, I've, in the past, I've been not good at speaking life-giving words and giving compliments and stuff like that. And then when I started trying to speak life-giving words and give compliments, it was so awkward. It's like, <laughs> that's it. People think I'm whatever. Yeah. Didn't feel sincere to people. But I was trying. You got to start somewhere. Never be critical of people who are actually doing good. Now, maybe they're wanting to appear good, but don't assume that. Encourage people to do good. It takes practice. And it takes a continual going back to the source of goodness. Who's the source of goodness? God is the source of goodness, going back to him. All right, just a few things that goodness does, doing good. Goodness gives life. Goodness is not selfish. selfish. Goodness is goodwill to people. I want what's best for you regardless what it's going to cost me. I want what's best for you regardless how annoying you are. I want what's best for you, regardless how much you've blown it in the past. That is goodwill. And people, that's God. Goodwill towards men. Goodwill towards humanity. That is God. He wants what's best for you. He is good. He has goodwill towards you. He is favorably inclined towards you. That is God. That is his goodness. Goodness is generous. Psalm 112.5 says, A good man shows favor and lends. That's generosity. Galatians 6.10, As we have opportunity, let us do good, do good to all. 
as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. Giving. Generosity. Goodness is a servant, and, and this is generosity too. I'm here to serve you. In fact, Philippians 2 says you should see yourself as everybody else's slave. Not in a martyr complex, but see yourself as everybody else's slave. I'm here to serve you, to make you prosper, to make you successful in every aspect of life. A servant. Jesus went about doing good. And he had a heart of goodwill, so much so that it cost him. He gave his life out of goodness. His goodness is what motivated. Goodness is simply a description of love or a, a way to describe love. He is so good that he gave his life to buy us back so we can be in communion with our Father again. A servant. Practice that. Practice being everybody's servant. Find joy in that. Doing good. God has moved into your heart. There is goodness there. There is that seed. You want to help people. You want to bless people. You want to be life-giving. You want to be generous. It's just that it comes at the most unhandy times. <laughs> and it just interferes with the other things I want. You get what I'm saying? It's just, we want it, but it, it just costs us so much. Yeah, it does. Practice it. Practice it. Practice going against your selfishness. Practice going against the flesh. And just serve anyway. The goodness is in there. Live it out. It takes practice. It'll feel awkward. It'll feel wrong. It'll be people taking advantage. And what if, and all these excuses and, and fears and stuff. But just go ahead and practice it anyway. A servant. A servant. Goodness has a servant's heart. Goodness cares. Goodness cares. 1 John 3.17, but whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? This hits me. I so often just don't care. I just don't care enough. Now, don't get confused with and compare yourself with people, these wonderful mercy people around that who just so automatically, just, oh, they're just sympathizing. And, well, that's a part of caring, and it's a beautiful thing. But that doesn't mean that, that just because you're not a mercy person doesn't mean that you don't care. You may be just as willing to do what, what needs to be done for people as the people who appear to be very caring. There's a difference in how we care. But the bottom line is we need to care. And I, I'm convicted about this. I don't care enough. I need to care. I need to develop that. I need to go to God for more of his goodness and care, doing what needs to be done. Let's bring this to a close. We are not naturally good. We are not naturally good. We, try, we naturally try to appear good, but we need to forsake that. We need to 
Stop trying to appear good. Let me ask this question. Are you living a supernatural life? Life in the spirit. Or do you do what comes natural for you? In the spirit, filled with the spirit, in step with the spirit. What is your source? What is your source of goodness? Is it God? Do you realize that there's nothing good of yourself, that you have to have God. God, I've got to have you. God, I've got to have you. Do you go to the source to be genuinely good? Or do you try harder to just appear good? In other words, do you work towards God? Or do you work towards appearing good? God is the one that's good. He's the one we got to keep going to. He's the one we got to keep drinking from. Humbly go to Him to become good. Humbly go to Him. Confess. Live your life in the open. And, and through repentance, receive his goodness daily, daily. And then, out of love for him and what he's doing for you, making you righteous, making you good, out of love for him, you do good to others. That's the, that's the only way you will not burn out in serving others, is if you're giving from the source within. So many other wrong motives to serve others and be good and all of that stuff. And, and you, it'll burn you out. It'll drain you. You will... Um, and I just want to take you to 1 Corinthians 13. The, you can give. You can give your body to be burned. You can, you can give and give and give and give. What does it say at the end of that verse? If it's not out of love, it profits you nothing. It'll profit others, but you will be miserable. <clears throat> too many people that are miserable in their giving because they're trying, and it's not from out of love. It's not from the good treasure within because they haven't pursued getting that good treasure in. So humbly go to him to become good, and out of love for him, Exercise doing good. One more verse, Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it.